Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood, episode 211. I'm Heather Brooker. My guest today is Chris Brooker, although I should technically stop calling him a guest. He he maybe is my co-host, uh, my partner in crime, and my partner in life. He's going to be on the show today, and we're going to be talking about the new documentaries, Fake Famous and Framing Britney Spears, and we're going to be doing it live on the Clubhouse app. So that is going to be a lot of fun. Here we go. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood. We are doing something very special today. Chris Brooker is with me. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I don't think he was really with I, me in that moment. I wasn't prepared. I was not prepared. Um, but we're doing something very special today. In a minute, I'm going to hit live on a room in Clubhouse. I've created a room in Clubhouse, which is a new app that's sort of all the rage these days um, for its interactivity, uh, sure. interactive ability to uh, connect experts and, um, you know, people to chat and, and have conversations. I, I kind of have been describing it like a podcast, but with people who can ask questions and talk to you directly or a radio show with like a constant live caller option. Yeah, it's very interactive. It's very interactive, yeah. but it's audio only. So it's there's no video. So we don't have to look our best and we don't. Um, so in a minute, I'm getting ready to hit go on this room. And I'm really curious to see, first of all, who will join us. Right. Maybe nobody will. It may just be you and I talking, which is great and also very entertaining. Um, but we <laughs> may get some interesting thoughts. We're going to be talking about Fake Famous, the two documentaries, Fake Famous, and the Britney doc um, framing Britney Spears. Spears. Yeah, thank you for helping me with that title. Um, Okay, so (laughs) titles are hard. Um, All right, so this is going to be kind of new technology, new new fun things for us to explore. Um, Let's give it a go. I'm going to hit set the topic. I'm going to hit let's go. And then Chris, when you see it pop up. Yeah, I'm looking for it right now. Can you join the room? I'm in. I'm in. Hey, Chris Brooker is in. Yeah. So you, um, yeah, we'll just have to turn your volume all the way down. Hi, Megan. Um, All right. So here's the deal, you guys. If you are just joining us, we are going to be recording. We are recording right now an episode of Motherhood in Hollywood podcast live. And we are going to be discussing a couple of documentaries we've watched recently. Fake Famous and um, Framing Britney Spears. Why can I still hear audio on yours? I've got to turn it all the way down. Let me see. Is the little side button off? Yeah. Hold on, Megan wanted to. Hold on. Megan, did I tap you in? I think is the technical term. Let me see if she's there. Hello, Megan. I was trying to mute myself, but I Hi, I the mute button wasn't popping up, but it just did. Oh good. Alright, so I don't know if we're getting we're this is all new technology for us. We're, we're kind of I'm doing a little exploring today with my podcast, um, and we're recording a live episode of my podcast and also including people in the Clubhouse community if they want to talk. But also, Megan is a friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> so, um, hi. hi. So, also, I'm like, I know her. Uh, I'm really also just curious to see if anybody pops in and listens. 
um, or if anybody wants to comment, these are two documentaries that a lot of people have been talking about lately. Oh, good. My microphone is going to pick up my emails as they come in. Let me take that off. Um, but anyway, Megan, did you watch, have you seen either of these documentaries? No, I've actually, um, the Britney documentary is on my list, um, but I did watch Fake Famous twice, actually. And, wow. And and what did you think as a influencer yourself, as a social media gal yourself, what did you think about it? Um, to be perfectly honest, like, I think I've always been very aware of the, um, guess the social media facade if you will I, I I've always been so curious I mean and these are it's coming from a place of a lot of love with um a lot of accounts that I've even followed myself is I'm always so curious I'm like how does this person have such a great following but then maybe like only a hundred likes or mm-hmm. you know I just have always been curious about the correlation between like having hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers but then it doesn't seem like their engagement reflects it so I found it fascinating I mean truthfully I know it's happening but it's so it's so easy to fake it till you make it yes it absolutely is and I think I mean here's the deal there are there's so much happening with Instagram right now. I had quite a, I had several issues with the documentary. I thought it was interesting. Oh, you got to leave it on mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Um, and I, I was glad that he was sort of peeling back some layers on that, on this topic, but what he's not accounting for really is the fickleness of the Instagram algorithm. You know, um, some people, can have a hundred thousand followers and Instagram may only be showing their accounts to less than, uh, or their, their feed to less than 1% of their followers, or somebody could have a million followers and Instagram could still be showing it to a very small percentage, um, of those people who are following them. So, so why would Instagram do that? Instagram does that <clears throat> because they want you to pay to play. They mm. want you to pay to boost your post, to get on other, get on more feeds. I see. Um, Instagram has very much become a pay-to-play thing. I mean, it's they, they've always been a business. They've always wanted to of make course. money, of course. But now it's even more so. And people who have before that have had outstanding, you know, engagement and interactions and, you know, lots of reach and impressions and all of those buzzy words that, that brands like to hear – are now seeing huge hits in those areas and they don't know, they can't explain it, you know. So in a way, a lot of people's accounts can look fake. Like you can have a big yeah. following, but because of Instagram's algorithm and because they're squelching it to get you to pay to play, to get you to pay to be seen by your followers, you know, it may look like you're not, um, you're not, it's not real. Now here's the deal. There are also, uh, like Megan said, a lot of people with a fake following. There are a mm-hmm. lot of people who just have, you know, even in the documentary, they said straight up bought followers. They bought, they bought bots, they, they bought, bought bots, yeah. bot bots. Um, and those people absolutely do exist. I know quite a few of them myself. And that's the premise of this movie is yes. they were going to fake these three people into being famous. Yes. Essentially. Yes, they're faking these people into being famous. And I thought it was interesting that um, the two guys who signed up for it right. ended up, like, bailing out. Like, what? I don't understand. 
I think as a producer, I would have been pissed. Yeah, a little. I mean, the one guy just felt uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy thought he could do it without it. He, 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 he could be it. famous without it. Yeah. Right. Um, I understand what he was saying. The sure. guy who was, you know, was making the clothes. And, like, I wasn't really clear on what exactly he was doing. Like, he was making clothes, but he was also talking about the music industry. And there was a couple other things he was kind of playing with. But um, I understand what he was going for and understand what he's saying. Yeah. Um, and there is some respect there to be had, you know, for people who do want to be genuine or whatever. And he, but you signed up for this movie, exactly, knowing that that's what they were doing was just making like everybody knows that this girl Dominique, who ended up being the only one who got quote unquote famous mm-hmm. out of it, everybody knew that she was not genuinely famous. Like it was all fake, right? And I feel like everybody when they signed it for the movie, they knew that. Here's what gets me though, just on a personal level. And you heard me like just yelling about this <laughs> in the movie. There was a couple of things that I may have yelled out loud about this movie, but um I this girl who clearly has she has something like three hundred and fifty thousand followers now. Megan, I don't know, and um I don't know if anybody else has looked this up, but this girl Dominique who has three hundred and some odd thousand followers now. We know they're all fake. Right. Because they show in the movie they bought them all for her. She is signed with a huge talent agency and is like booking jobs as an actor. Yeah. Now, someone I can tell you as an actor myself and TV host and all of that stuff, that's the appeal of buying followers. Like, that's why people that's buy followers want, because right. look what happened to her. She signed with an agent who just a few weeks ago rejected me. <laughs> like, I'm not going to I'm so livid about this. Yeah. Like, this same agency rejected me and said, no, you don't have enough following. Like, what? What? Yes, Megan, no joke. I don't know if you saw my post a couple weeks ago, but it was an agent, the same agency who rejected me. Um, has signed this girl. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> it's so crazy. So that's why people do that. That's why people go and they buy fake followers. They buy this fake engagement because they're rewarded. Right. They're rewarded. She's booking commercials. Being not, real doesn't matter. Yeah, being, being real, real doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You can be real, but you can also be real, um, you know, and have no money and no success or whatever. And then you've got people who like are buying half a million followers sure. and are being flown all over the world for trips and stuff. It's so disgusting. It's is disgusting, but it's <laughs> but I don't look at it as disgusting for from my perspective. I look at it as a Instagram for me has always been an extension of what I do and who I am. It's a marketing tool that I use to promote what I'm doing, um what brands I like to work with and then hopefully myself, you know, uh, in the process. So that's why it's infuriating to me that this girl is signed with an agent for uh, flat out having a fake following. Right, like, right. It just kills me. That's the whole premise of the movie was to have that fake mm-hmm. following and she's unjustly rewarded. Yeah, like get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> so the whole um, the whole movie then focuses on, you know, this how easy it is. And as you said, Megan, how easy it is to buy followers and engagement there's also comment pods you know people have been in comment pods for years and years that's nothing that's no new information um there are lots of different ways to make it appear as though you're a bigger deal than you're not online so i guess my question is and what the documentary didn't really address for me was what is the answer 
to this? How do we solve this fake famous problem? Because he said it's a multi-billion dollar yeah. industry. Yeah. And like even the people who supposedly check the the statistics on the back end or whatever are like, no, her following is legit. So, and they don't want to like take down, you know, Instagram or whatever. So what is the answer here? Does everybody just keep getting faker and faker? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there, there's no real easy answer unless the platform goes away completely. That's your answer. The yeah. platform has to go away completely. Yeah. Um, I uh, pull the mic back from your mouth. Just there we go. I don't know if Instagram will go away completely ever. But or it has to morph or change or something. It is certainly um, losing steam. I don't think people are as excited to be on the Instagram platform. I mean, I hear all the time or I see on other platforms, even on Clubhouse, how people, I was listening to some Clubhouse room last night where some girl was like, I'm never on Instagram now. I'm in Clubhouse all the time because it's more exciting. It's more engaging. Hmm. You know, um, Instagram is so boring now. And to a point, it kind of is. I mean, there's only so many pictures of people you can see hawking products or, or standing on a beach. Taking pictures of their food. Or taking pictures of their food, <laughs> although if it's delicious, you got to photograph it. True. But True. Um, there's only so many insta ways we can see your Insta story of the fabulous things you're doing without people getting a little bored. You know, like, what does it do for me? It's hard to start a conversation with somebody on Instagram. It's hard to get that level of engagement that you do, like on an app like this. Yeah. Where you're actually like learning from someone or asking questions or growing or whatever you just can't really do that on instagram or facebook really yeah you can't be there's you're right about the level of engagement clubhouse is, is definitely more engaging more interactive uh you can't really do like one-to-one -one interactions right. with facebook or instagram or anything else like that so. right you could do like polls <laughs> like you know people can yeah but that gets polls. boring yeah. after a while yeah um so I thought it was an interesting documentary. I just wish that there had been some sort of conclusion or answer. It's like, yep, we spent a lot of money. We made her famous. So it worked. The end. The end. Yeah. It didn't explain a lot of... From, and also, they didn't talk to anybody from Instagram. And this guy's a journalist. You know, I didn't think about that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. This guy's a journalist. Well, I found that weird. Yeah. I was like kind of waiting for the insider. Like I was like, here we go. And I did find it odd that there was no... There was no statement. There was nothing. Yeah, because like he, this guy who who put who produced and directed this documentary is a journalist, and um, I thought it was interesting that he didn't talk to anybody from the social media world, nobody from Instagram, to say, "That's right." To say, "Here's hmm. why this happens," or "Here's what we're doing to combat this," or or anything. Nobody, Facebook, TikTok, nothing. Um, he just was like, "Look how easy it was." That seems like a missed opportunity there. Mm hmm. It absolutely was a missed opportunity. So there was no reasoning from, there was no explanation from the social, any of the social media outlets. And then there was no conclusion as to how can we stop this, you know, whatever. Right. So although it started a lot of conversations, it was a little disappointing because it was, I think, hype, you know, like, ooh, fake famous. How are people getting famous? So now what you've got is people who are watching the movie who are going to be looking for all these things and going, oh, this person's fake or this is a fake account yep. or, you know, clearly these are bot comments or these are fake lives. Well, what's it going to matter? I mean. Well, what does it matter? But <laughs> also, how do you really know? You don't really know because I have followers 
and I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people do too from all over the world. True. And some of them maybe don't use a profile picture. Some of them maybe never comment or maybe you or know, never I have, post. Or... I have ki- a lot of kids that follow me because I post a lot about Channing. So I have a lot of kids that follow me and maybe they don't post a lot or maybe they're just posting about their puppies or something. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, who's got the time or the energy to go through somebody's account one by one and analyze everybody's following to go, this is a real person. This is not a real person. Um, I just think that it, now you've got a bunch of people who feel like they're going to be Instagram experts and going, Oh, this isn't real. You know, these aren't real people or this is fake or whatever. Yeah. I can see that happening. Um, also too, it just gives people an excuse to tear other people down. Because you see people, there's a lot of jealousy already yeah. and a lot of animosity towards influencers. Yeah. And I think what it does is it sort of gives people permission to go, you don't deserve that. Right. Your following isn't real. Like, you're not famous. Who do you think you are? And you and I know from a personal level, Oh yeah. Um, we have had people in our own personal life attack us, people who we thought were friends, come at me and call me fake and mm-hmm. call me sad the business and life that I've built say it's bullshit and that nobody cares about me or what I do. And it's incredibly hurtful because I have built something out of nothing. It comes from a place of jealousy and ignorance. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, that's what I would, that's what I just assume because I just can't imagine people are that nasty. But what's happening then is w- this movie is giving people free reign to ammunition. go. Let's give ammunition. Them ammunition. Yep. Ammunition to start tearing people down who are building something for themselves. Not everybody is buying fake followers and fake likes and all of that stuff. Some people genuinely have built something, you know, maybe they're doing giveaways to get followers. Maybe they're doing, you know, maybe there's a write or maybe they're guesting. Like yeah. I, when I first started, I did a ton of guest spots on other people's podcasts and that helped me build my following. But yep. you wouldn't be able to tell that now, you know, it looks, if you just met me now, you'd be like, 250,000 followers. Who is this girl? I've never heard of her. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, But right. what people don't know is for almost six years. It's been a hustle. I've been slogging away at building social media. And, and yours is a business. Yes. You've, you've developed this business model yeah. um, through all that hard work. Yeah. And I just think that this will definitely, like you said, give people ammunition to start going, oh, you're fake. I'm not going to follow you. Or who cares about your life? This isn't real. Right. Because the truth is... Yes, businesses and brands will send you stuff. They send you stuff in the mail. I get, I have messages right now from people wanting to send me things. We get so many boxes. There's so many boxes. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a good, it's a good thing. It's not, it's not a position I'm complaining about, but it's just something I think that there is more than one side to what was presented in this documentary, and I don't think they did a very good job of making it very well rounded. I thought it was entertaining, but you're right, it was a bit one sided. All right, so speaking of one-sided, let's talk about this Britney Framing Britney Spears. I mean, it, listen, people are very passionate about Britney Spears. I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know that whole movement existed. I did not. I mean, I knew it was happening because I've seen it come I up on... I love Britney. I know, I Megan's like... So Megan's like, I love her. <laughs> um, I, You know, I didn't... I knew the, the free Britney was happening because I see a bunch of it on TikTok. Okay. But... Um, I feel like this documentary was also really one-sided. Like they didn't show a, they didn't talk to the, her dad. I know they said they asked, but they didn't talk to anybody on the other side really. of the conservatorship. Yeah, who to explain, 
you know, maybe she has some mental health issues. Maybe there is a deep seated drug addiction that they don't feel like she can get a hold of. So they don't want to hand her millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, they loosely touched on it. You're right. They they loosely touched on it, but they didn't go as in depth. Now, listen, Uh, they very clearly painted the picture that Brittany has um, been through a lot. She's had a tremendous amount of success and heartbreak. Quickly. Quickly. Quick quick success, too. um, At a young age. And at times, it seems like she never fully emotionally developed beyond that age. Like, remember, they showed that TikTok. Megan, Megan, you said you hadn't seen it yet, right? No, I haven't. But, I mean, I've always been fascinated with the Britney Spears, like, the free Britney movement and all of it. Like because there seems to be so much going on. So I've kind of casually kept up with the story, if you will. Yeah. And I think um, because she is such this, like, larger-than-life icon, iconic yeah. figure, you know, she was, I mean, you think of the 2000s and you think Britney Spears, for sure. Well, it's someone whose name has transcended who they are. Yes. It's like, you can't see her, and uh, you know, it's like Britney Spears. Yeah. You know, it's like Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise at that level or whatever. No matter what he's playing. Exactly. And Britney Spears will always be that um, icon, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that there's a part in the documentary where they showed her recent, one of her more recent TikToks or Insta stories or something, and she was still talking like a baby. Yeah. Where she's like, you guys, hi, it's Britney, you know. Her image. And I was like what she's like almost 40 or something you know there it almost seems like she's emotionally stunted there's something going on there and i think what's frustrating to the fans and obviously i don't want to speak for all the fans but it's that we don't know why this conservatorship is still in place yeah and also i mean it's none of our business i don't mean to sound like rude but it's none of our business like if her family's handling it however you have to hope that her mom is in there somewhere. That's one thing that struck me, too. Her mom wasn't in the documentary hardly at all. She was out of the picture, it seemed like. And she yeah. and her mom were notoriously, like, best friends, like, mm-hmm. very close. But her mom was hardly mentioned in the documentary at all. And so I want to know, then, how her dad, who wasn't in the picture very much, got a hold of her whole assets and her all of her finances Everything. and right. her. But her mom wasn't really in the picture. During all of her breakdowns, during all of those battles with Federline and all of this stuff, and only recently her mom has stepped it up to, um, you know, apply for the conservatorship or something in some way. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm torn because I'm like, I feel like part of it is none of our business. That's her life. Let her be. She's been in the spotlight since she was 15 years What's old. What you As a public figure, though, it isn't our business, but... Kind of it is, because there's a sense of ownership with celebrity. There is a sense of ownership when it comes to celebrity, and I think almost to a fault, though, because like in yeah. the documentary, she's hounded by press. She's hounded by our the fans' desire and the mm-hmm. media's desire to know more about her, to know what she's doing. And this just feels like another version of that. Okay. Um, in that we want to know, well, why is she still under this conservatorship? What is her dad doing with all this money? Why is her dad still controlling her? You know, does she need help? Is she sending sending us signals and that sort of thing? Um, it may just be that she has some mental health issues yeah. and a, and an addiction that she's really been struggling with, and her family is helping her out. We don't know, and I don't know that anything will come of it. I don't know that the courts are going to um, suddenly reverse course. Right. And, um, you know, I did gain 
a lot more empathy for her watching sure. the documentary. Oh, yeah. Just showing, like, how she's hounded by the paparazzi, you know, it's, yeah, ooh, famous, ooh. Uh, but it's, yeah, she went through a lot. She went through a lot, but what's interesting to me, too, is how Justin Timberlake has somehow come out the bad oh, guy. Oh, he's the bad guy, right? In all of this. He's been trending for days as the guy who was misogynistic, who um, betrayed Britney yeah. and was, like, taking her down. And that, to me, has been really interesting because I remember everybody felt so sorry for him initially because he wrote Cry Me a River yep. and Britney, he said Britney cheated, you know, um... I remember everybody sort of feeling sorry for Justin Timberlake and then he bounced back and went on to have a successful career while she just seemed to spiral out of control. Downward, yeah. Um, the power of social media and the power of, you know, the cancel culture that we're in right now, I don't think it will affect him and his career in any way. I think he'll continue on. He'll bounce back, yeah. But I think he's probably lost some fans because of it. Sure, sure. I think people just need to maybe hear from Britney other than just you know a little high on TikTok, yeah. Maybe she maybe needs she, to, she do for another interview. I think like maybe a sit down interview, maybe a sixty minute interview that might calm that. some fears or something, or or it could make it worse. It could make it worse. Yeah, I mean you just don't know when people open up. Fans see what they want to see, and they want to see that Britney they knew dancing around on stage, hit me baby one more time. Yeah, happy, you know, adorable, happy, larger than life, you know nostalgic feel bringing them back to their feel good days but that Britney may not exist anymore right you know she has been through a lot remember we saw her in Vegas yes we did and that was so much fun it was a, good, yeah, it was a fun show <laughs> she was clearly lip syncing but I did not care right I was like whatever she played all the hits it's she what played, you wanted yeah nostalgia and my favorite thing is that she kept coming out on stage and she kept everybody was like yay Britney and she would go Aw, for me? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, she was surprised that people were cheering her on after spending 300 bucks a ticket. A to ticket. Sold out <laughs> show. Um, but I, I do feel for her, and I more now than ever before, because it just doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like she's okay. It right. It seems like there is something more going on. Some, something's off. And I think that I wish people would maybe just give her some space, give her some grace, hopefully trust that her family has her, you know, has good intentions. I don't know. I mean, I think the implication there was that her dad was basically bilking her right. and trying to get her money. Right? right. Isn't that what you kind of That's, thought? That's, yeah. Yeah. And also, we didn't hear from him. No. Like, there was no comment from the which dad. Is, which is suspect. A little suspect. What? That what they. They didn't. Sorry, but suspect that they didn't ask him, or didn't they? I thought they reached out to him and he didn't respond. I mean, he probably feels like he doesn't have to. Okay. What do you think, Megan? I am just, to be honest, this is going off of maybe something I've read, but um, I agree with everything you all have said. I, I, I actually feel very sorry for her because I do believe there is. She reminds me a lot of. Uh, close family member um we have who acts the same way and you know there is a conservatorship in place you know to make sure things you know that all things are taken care of in the events that you know the primary caregivers now are <laughs> you know as they get older and all of that mm -hmm. so but I I feel like for some reason I was under the impression her dad was battling some health issues is that it 
I don't know if that's accurate or not. I'm not sure. I think they mentioned something about that. Like her dad, the reason he had asked for more money was because he was having some health issues or something, or he was overwhelmed with how her estate was taking up too much time or right, right. to manage. I think, I feel like they did touch on something like that. Well, he asked, he asked for more, more money because her fame continued to grow and she started making more money, I guess. Oh yeah. And so he wanted a bigger cut essentially. Bigger cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they fully addressed, um, what specifically is going on with him, but they did say that he's wanting more money from her conservatorship and that when she went to court, I want to say last fall, and asked to for to have the conservatorship removed the judge denied it basically without any explanation and i think that's That's why people are frustrated they're like it's been 12 years right why is she still under this conservative she's an adult yeah she's a young woman she's an adult you know is she trying to harm herself is there something else going on there that we don't know about and um i'm so torn because quite frankly it's none of our business but she's got custody of the kids right I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think she might still have split custody with her in Fetterline. Mm, okay. Um, I'm torn because it's like, it's none of our business, but at the same time, I understand how people have a desire to see her well and doing well. Sure. Um, there's so many celebrities in this town who are dealing with drug addictions, mental health problems, personal family things yep. and they have good PR teams in place to make sure the public doesn't know about it because they're just private and she may just want to be private you know which is hard to believe from somebody who has lived their life in front of the camera for so long but maybe that's why maybe that's why maybe that's why she's sick of it yeah um, all right, so this has been an amazing conversation. Yeah. And um, Megan, I'm so glad you jumped on and like this chatted with us. This is the first time I've ever done this on Clubhouse, so I was excited to give it a try. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll do it again next time. Oh, it was fun. It was great listening. I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts, so oh. it was fun. I'm just sitting here typing away doing work, so I was like, oh, it's always nice to listen to people talk. So, Are you finding <laughs> that you're addicted to Clubhouse now? Are you one of those people that's become addicted to it? Well, okay, so for me, I am not a huge social media, like it's, I'm, I'm very new to it all, if you will, uh, the last few years since, and I kind of got thrust into it because of there goes the motherhood you know they were like you need to get an instagram i was like wait what what's that (laughs) anyway but i'm a chatter i mean i'll talk to a wall if it would let me so i love this you know i like the premise of this platform because like i just you know did i can sit and do work and like listen to people have great conversations even though i'm not like a part of them i love to listen and you know it's just fun to connect like you were saying earlier, Instagram is so hard to kind of really, like, oh, what, I sent a DM, like, haha, cute, or something. <laughs> but it's nice to just hear voices, you know, and, like, I feel like it's a better connection with people. And, you know, I kind of like the cross, like, I'm trying to find, everybody has different names, so I'm trying to find, like, all these mamas that I love so much, hoping that they're on Clubhouse, you know, just to pop into a room or something one day but yeah i love clubhouse i just i'm not gonna spend super you know all my time because i have the four kids so well, there are some, yeah you do you have a lot going on well there's some people now who are all about tiktok i mean all about clubhouse i have 
I have people messaging me all the time like, hey, join my room. I'm doing a room. I'm doing a room. And I'm just like, hi, hey, hey, hey. It's too much for me. I'm like, I'm enjoying it and I'll pop in every once in a while. But I don't know that for me, as someone who is in a visual medium like television and film, um, that I want to spend quite so much time building a clubhouse audience. Um, it's very time consuming. It's very time consuming. Yeah. If I'm going to pick an app to create content for, it's going to be either TikTok or Instagram these days because those feel more in line with my goals. Yeah. That said, I think I'm still trying to figure out where Clubhouse fits into all of that. Like I have people who are just desperately trying to get followers on here and I'm like, who cares? Are you making money on Clubhouse? That's like, weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Why do you care? But they want, you know, it's, it's the next bragging big thing. rights. It's, it's the next big thing. It's bragging rights. They want to be able to make, oh, I got 10,000 on followers on Clubhouse. I've been verified. I've been verified. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind. That I'm not, that's not going to be my goal either. I can, I can kind of half do one social media platform. Like, right. It's a lot. But that being said, my one complaint with Clubhouse at this moment is those large rooms if you do have something to contribute to the conversation, I mean, I was in a room, gosh, a week or so ago. It was, I think, like three hours just to ask the question, and I just gave up. I was like, this is crazy, and I have just now wasted like, so much time on one silly like Instagram question. That's ridiculous. Yes, that I've noticed happens a lot, and I think what's happening is just based on what I've observed, and I've been observing for a few weeks now, is Pete, there are too many moderators in the room. Um, not not even necessarily too many moderators because they bring people up to speak. But um, they don't put any limitations on the questioning. So you'll get somebody up who will ask a question and they'll ask like two or three questions and they'll have some banter back and forth. And then maybe one or two moderators or three will want to answer the question. So then you've got one question that could take 10 to 15 minutes. And that's just, um, you know, if that's the room that they want to have, like kind of a slow chat, that's one thing. But if they're wanting to like reach a lot of people quickly, I just feel like they should keep it moving. And there's a few, there's people who just don't know how to do that because nobody wants to be rude and, you know, they don't want to come across rude. So I think all people are still just figuring it out kind of like I am as well. But for now, I'm totally lurking. This is my first room <laughs> and I'm lurking a lot, mostly just lurking a lot. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Um, I see Janice is down there too. She's been very quiet. Nothing. I hope I'm saying your name right, Janice. Um, but I appreciate you guys popping in and listening and this will be the latest episode of motherhood in Hollywood podcast. Yay. Yay. Thank you guys. All right. I'm going to close the room now and hopefully we'll see you guys uh, for the next one. All right. Have a good week, you guys. Bye. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Bye, Megan. Bye, y'all. All right. So we did it, Chris Brooker. Yes. We did our first clubhouse. That was very exciting. Very exciting, right? I think <clears throat> I'm not sure what we have to do in terms of like the technical things for our mics. I think maybe. Yeah, I was getting some. There's a lot of feedback, feedback. on your phone because my mic was open or my uh, audio was open the whole time. Yeah. So it was just looping back. It was looping back. But also I'm wondering if moving forward, you and I have to share a mic maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe that might help some of the technical uh, side of it. But we can play around with it. We'll play around with it. We'll do it a few more times. I love the idea of 
having an engaging conversation. Like that was so cool that Megan popped in to say hello. And there was another person in the room too listening, but they didn't really ask any questions. Like, I mean, they're, they're like con- fine. contributing to your podcast. That's great. Yeah. I love that. And I, lo- I would like to continue to do something like this and we'll kind of play with the technical aspects of it a little bit. Sure. So, um, thank you, Chris Booker for coming by to talk about the Britney doc framing Britney Spears and fake famous, Fake famous, two great documentaries. Really I, good. I, 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 I really enjoyed them. I mean, they had their faults. They sure. had their flaws. But uh, I actually just enjoyed watching them. Me too. I love watching docs. Yeah. We're nerds. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls. <laughs>